Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, everybody. So, now, I'm anyway, feeling look, a little better now. Yeah, I was going to say, Sarah's feeling better, but Sarah told me to actually say something before we got started today. Yes, I was going to do that. You, on our previous podcast, I said, what did I say? What did I say? Go on. That Freaks was made. Freaks was made. I said it was made before Dracula, didn't I? Yes. It was actually made the year after Dracula. Mm. I th- had the dates around the wrong, wrong way. way. I am terribly sorry. And uh, Sarah was right only in this instance. I am often right and she's wrong, but she never admits she's wrong. <laughs> well, I say my bad, so that technically counts. Anyway, now I forward to that. But yeah, Sarah's slowly battling through the cold or flu, whatever she got at the moment. No, it's yeah. not the coronavirus, folks. It is ordinary domestic flu or a cold, but she'll hopefully be better next week. But at the moment, where she's struggling through like a real trooper, break a leg, Sarah. Yeah, so tonight <laughs> we will be reviewing this um, um, biofilm called Hitchcock, which yeah. was released in 2012. Yeah, it's a biological drama. Uh, produced by Ivan Reitman, Tom Pollock, yeah, Joe Medjuk, Tom Thayer, and Alan Barnett. That's all I got. I got the names right. Yay! Directed by Sasha Javasi. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. The pronunciation. Screenplay by John McLaughlin. However, there's something to say about that later on. Mm. There's some rewritten. There's some actually. I'll say it now. Uh, he wrote the script, but there's some rewrites and additions done by the original writer, Stephen Rabello, mm. to to uh, bring up the script a bit. Anyway, uh, based on Alfred Hitchcock and the making of Psycho by Stephen Rabello. Anyway, rolling right along. Um, budget was 15 mil, but only box office 27 mil. A lot of people don't like biodramas. That's Not probably too many. It, you know, so they don't but want I give this one um, a highest recommendation to uh, watch. No, it's a good movie, but it was like I said, a lot of people say, "Oh, I want a slasher film, or I want a comedy." Mm. When you get a biodrama, it's, it's it, to me, it's like a niche audience sort of thing. You know, not a big load of people want to see a biodrama, no matter who but, the person's about. But if it has something to do with um, the most interesting film of all time. Then I would definitely recommend it. Well, you like to think so, but considering that Alfred Hitchcock was the mo- well was well known, and he was the one who started slasher films. Well, in the you could with. say, to a certain degree, uh, he started uh, well one one of the early slasher film type guys. Hmm. Uh, he's one of the early franchise guys because hmm. Psycho became a franchise. And now, the only other franchise I think of back in those days would have been George Romero with his Living Dead movies. Mm, true. So, yeah. Back, so, there wasn't too many franchises being done at that point in time. Yeah, because back then, mm. um, it's usually standalones with twist yeah. endings and it, left up to the audience it, yeah, to work yeah, out yeah. whether or not what happens What's next. What's going to happen next? It's up to your imagination. Let's make another movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, but they did also did a thing a sequel to the Blob, and that didn't exactly. Son happen. of the Blob was it? Yeah. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I I'm only telling you sure? what I heard. Well, I have to check that. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know, but I was, I was joking. They did a remake, mm-hmm. and they also did the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is everyone groaning one. out there now, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a direct rip off of the script from the Blob. Uh, yeah. they, just, they just got rid of the Blob and put Killer Clowns in. Yeah. Uh, All right, so moving along. It only happened in Hollywood. Um, okay. okay. I'm not going to mention every, everybody, but there's a lot of good actors and actresses. Oh, no, I was able to say actors. I'm not going to be, uh, be politically correct here. Hmm. Now, main role, Alfred Hitchcock, portrayed by Anthony Hopkins. I may have mentioned it in the past, guys, but when Anthony was, say, so young, years ago, he met at the actual real Hitchcock. He did, yes. I think I mentioned um, to you a while back, last yeah. year, maybe. Anyway, what I was going to say is, Anthony Hopkins is one of my... He's got to be up there and top one of my favourite actors because he really brings his roles alive. Mm. Um, we saw him as, what, Van Helsing in... Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, and, and Sons of the Lambs, which Lambs. we reviewed just a while yeah, back. Um, every time he gets into a role, to me, he becomes the person. Mm. There's something about his method and his acting. He's really good. Uh, anyway, irrespective, moving right along, 
Yeah, I said you're a spit. I stop saying that. Uh, Helen Mirren plays Alma Revel, uh, his wife. I don't know what he kept the her maiden name for well, professional it's, it's reasons. Professional reasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at all the present actors who got married over the years. Yeah, yeah. They still uh, keep yeah, their original yeah, stage name. And Helen's a fine actress. Sorry, actor. Scarlett Johansson plays Janet Lee, and I can't think of anybody better suited. Me neither. Um, and I think we reviewed a movie called Lucy with her in it, obviously. Yeah, but see, Scarlett has got, for this role, her and Janet Lee. Hmm. I think she really took off Janet Lee quite well. Hmm. Now, Tony Collette plays Peggy Rob, uh, Robertson. Peggy is Alfred Hitchcock's uh, personal assistant or whatever you want to call yeah. it, secretary or something, who are right-hand female, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, there's another guy called Danny Houston plays Whitfield Cook. He plays a role in the movie. Not, yeah. I'm not very interested in that part. But yeah, he, he Jessica Biel. Can I talk? He plays a sort of key uh, role in this look. story too. So go on. A bit of a role, but yeah, Jessica Biel plays Vera Miles. But so these people I'm going through that were in the original Psycho movie. Uh-huh. Whitfield. Yeah, Danny wasn't okay. Um, and now James Darcy plays Anthony Perkins. Now, I think he got it reasonably good. I think good. he did okay. Yeah. I thought he caught, he kind of cap- he, he, he captured uh, he captured the um, shyness qualities of Anthony. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's I don't a, know if he was shy in real well, life I, I think, or anything like that. I think that. Anthony Perkins was a shy guy hmm. to a certain degree, and he did feel uncomfortable around women and other people. He was a shy, retiring sort of guy, from what I've heard. Uh, and he played that role reasonably well. Mm. I'll jump down a little bit. Ralph Macchio plays Joseph Stefano. Now, I still think of little Ralphie as playing uh, in the Karate Kid movies and whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened to Ralphie's career. Um, um, <laughs> I can tell you, um, not that I'm too pleased I'm not going to go in Kubra Kaiowe. Kai, yeah, he's doing <laughs> a, a sort of spin-off TV series yeah. of called Cobra Kai, Cobra which Kai, yeah. is sort of a... Um, a sequel Karate to Karate Kid. Yeah. Only I'm not too thrilled by it. Actually, I will mention one other person. Michael Wincott. And that name means nothing to me whatsoever. I just cannot... Uh, no, it's just... But he plays Ed Gein. Now, everyone knows good old Ed from the original idea of the guy behind... The stories like Texas mm. Chainsaw Massacre yeah. or, and other movies like that, yeah. based on a real-life yeah. person. Throughout which is this Ed movie, yeah. he sort of cu- appears as Alfred Hitchcock's uh, imaginary friend. Yeah, and, 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 and urged me along in his imagination for the movie and some parts of his personal life, which is interesting. Uh, I'll, leave the, I'll leave the rest of my, uh, alone. Um, they're the main ones. Mm. Um Really interesting lineup. Um, what else? Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'll leave it at that for that little stuff there and um, mm. let the girl, mm. I'll let my, uh, the boss uh, take yeah. over. So <laughs> uh, it starts at um, sort of goes back to when Ed Gein and his brother were kind of putting out a fire using some of the dirt around the house. Yeah, yeah. And his brother's saying, complained that they should get move on and try to. You know, get jobs in, in local the, towns, local towns too, yeah. and he again doesn't want to because his mum wants him. Needs so, him. so he clads him out the head of a shovel and kills his brother. Yeah, he's dying of making the police believe he died of smoke asphyxiation. He made out. He told him he fell over his head in a rock and he died from smoke asphyxiation. Yes, but then it rolls into Alfred Hitchcock saying, "Brother has been killing brother." Since time began, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes on to say that without these ghastly things that Ed Gein got up to, it would have not have made the um, Robert Bloch's book, and it would have not have gotten dear old Hitch to make his this little movie. This charming little movie. Yeah. Say something. <laughs> yeah. Then we like cut it. to the um, title card, and then we see Hitch coming out of a film premiere of his latest production, North um, by North, Northwest. By North, mm. by Northwest. Yeah. And one of the um, rev- um, rev- um, reporters. reporters approaches him and says, you're reached a certain age now, so shouldn't you think of retiring? While you're still on top. Yeah, and yeah. this kind of 
And that hurt. I don't know if in reality. I think it was, it, I think it was in his 60s. Yeah. 65 or somewhere. I can't yeah, remember. I yeah, I don't know if any, if Hitchcock was ever approached by any reporter out there who who's asked that ridiculous question. Yeah. You don't ever, I mean, well, if you noticed, a lot of filmmakers out there, they're, they're 60 and well, they're still people, working. Well, I think Cecil B. DeMille was an old man when he was making his last movies. Mm. And I think Fritz Lang was also an old man. Actually, I think he's a reasonably old man when he made to Hollywood. Yeah, and Rob, um, yeah. Uh, George A. Romero, he continued making films till up to his death. Yeah, so yeah, it, it, there's no limit to imagination. Yes. No. Then we flash forward to him and his office, and he's trying to figure out his next big production. But he, but most of the um, books he, Peggy's recommended are sleeping jackets. A lot of them. No, the uh, sleeping pills and jackets. Yes, <laughs> sleeping pills and. He, he wants something he get his teeth into. Yeah. Uh, he he wanted something. Uh, what's the word? Interesting, shocking, suspense. Thriller, all those things. He didn't want to. I mean, he, yeah. it's, it's, a lot of the. He mentioned several books. They, yeah, I could see they were just all nice little dramas and stuff, yeah. but hmm. nothing to get his teeth into. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, they even. Um, one of them was. Um, um, Casino uh, Royale. The, yeah, the, yeah, the first take of it. Yeah, um, And there was the Diary of Anna Frank. Yeah. Uh, Where the um, corpses in the attic. Yeah, they, were, they always thought, yeah. Is there going to be a corpse in the attic somewhere? You know, he said no. They, they mm. wouldn't. It wouldn't go good. Alfred Hitchcock doing that sort of movie because everybody'd be waiting for something weird to happen. So, yes, yeah. and eventually she, he sees an article on Peggy's table that indicates Robert Block's uh, upcoming book mm. based off Ed Gein's crimes. Yes, and he there, um, dear old. Oh, Alfred heard from Peggy that most of the studios passed on Psycho making it into a movie. Yeah, because it was um, a bit, uh, how do you put it? It was probably a bit gory or strange gory and weird and, and stuff weird. for their time yeah. back then. Back the, he uh, then that. sits down and reads the book. And I've read the book and it is quite a good read. I know I mentioned yeah, it last by, by year, but it's standard. pretty good. You, 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 you get the time machine and go back to the late 50s, early 60s. Mm. People weren't as desensitised as they are now. Mm, true. And that's, yeah, Noddy and Big Ears was pretty heavy reading for some people, you know. Mm, true. The Golden Book was pretty good, yeah, mm. but no, this is, yeah. Frankenstein was supposed to be a really yeah. scary movie when it came out yeah. in the 30s. Well, now it's laughable almost. Yeah, while yeah. he's reading this, his wife, um, What's her name again? Um, Alma. Alma, yeah. She's been ha having lunch with Whitfield, the um, cook. The guy, the, he was a writer and has done a few good few good stories. Yeah, actually, he, wrote, he wrote a few books. and I think he <laughs> got involved in um, TV script writing and a few things too. He, yeah. he, he wasn't a big player, but he was in there. Yeah, mm. yeah. But she, she was a friend of this Whitfield cook guy. And he, and he talked her into collaborating <coughs> on a book he was working on. Sorry, guys. A th taxi to Dubrovnik or something, yeah. rather. I've never read it. Don't want to. Yeah, yeah and she recommends the um, novel, t <clears throat> the book to um, Dear Old Hitch. But Hitch to is more interested in Psycho. Well, I, I think it's more like the, to proofread it and his comments on it more mm. so than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, later that. <coughs> Sorry right. about that. She's but dying at the moment. Yeah. Just talk amongst yourselves a minute. Anyway, yeah. so back to the story. He then finally shows her a particular scene in the book or chapter where it it tells about how Marion Crane gets her head lopped off in the shower. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in the book, she's supposed to get killed in the shower and her her head cut off. Decapitated. Now, de or yeah, yeah, well, decapitated. You're going to get... Tenniel, uh, head, head was ripped, uh, taken off her body with a carving knife. <laughs> well, a knife anyway. A big knife. And, um, yeah, that was the book. It, did, it didn't put it in the movie. I think if they tried to get the one in the movie, it definitely wouldn't have seen the light of day. No. So, <laughs> so. moving right along, um, he then next morning they're eating breakfast on the patio, whatever, and he says, wouldn't it be interesting to do a movie like this where you kill off your leading lady 30 minutes in? And... She says, I think it's a big mistake. Mistake. You shouldn't wait uh, after 30 minutes. Kill her halfway through the movie. <laughs> no, she said after 20 minutes. After 20 minutes. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's clever. Yeah, the, yeah leading, leading lady's supposed to be at the end, yeah, live through the movie, she, but she was going to be knocked off before halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Agreed. A different concept altogether. Mm, quite. She wasn't the final girl, was she? No. no. Anyway, moving right along. He then um, approaches, um, let me see, what does he do? Um, he approaches the sensor guys, and they were not too thrilled about the uh, whole... Yeah, that's, yeah, sensor guys. Oh, too. wait, before he met the ghost of sensor guys, a, he tells Peggy to buy us up every single all, copy of, of Psycho. He, he, can find, he can find in in and around wherever in America. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, that'd be a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, he then, once the oh, books... By the way, let's backpedal here a bit. Okay. Um, he wanted to make this, and through this part, and he's... The discussions with Barney, the Barney was it? Yeah. The, the producer, um, the, no, the, Barney the, the is, director um, of the uh, of the well, the, the guy in charge of the studio, one of the guys. Uh, he had he, they refused to finance him, so yeah. Hitch was doing all this out of his own pocket. Yeah, mm. yeah. So he approached the media, mm. and they are not less thrilled by it. They even he even shoves um, some real. Police photos of Ed Gein's crimes in yeah, front the of their face. Yeah, the crime scene photo, and they were, they were grim. They were yeah. very green. Well, not really green, just, you yeah. know, the expression. Grim. Grim, but at the same time, made their faces look green. Oh, they went, they went, a bit, yeah, they went a bit off the food. They, uh, yeah. Yeah, especially the comment where um, Alfred says, try the finger sandwiches, they're real fingers. Yeah, they're real fingers. <laughs> ha, ha. I love that comment. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, there was a bit of tongue-in-cheek stuff through yeah. the movie. Yeah. While he's out of the room... Um, most people are looking grim, and then the next thing we know, he comes back into the room with his agent and his secretary, and some of them are walking out feeling, oh, grossed out. Yeah, but the others at, are still looking at the photos. He, he says, they're disgusted, yes, but they can't help but look at the pictures because they're fascinated, and that's what he could see in that rubber block book is what he wanted to put on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he then goes to the producers, as, we, as Mike mentioned, and they said, we want you to make us another North by Northwest. You know, something similar with spies, yada, yada, all that stuff. But he they, he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, so he wants to do something new. And then he makes some comments, oh, d- yeah, yeah, that's not going to be a really good movie. You know, I don't think it's going to be very uh, profitable. And he says, I like your last major... Uh, made a successful move with Martin and Lewis, which obviously must have been a flop. I don't know which one he's referring to. I don't know to, which but, one either. Uh, anyway, he talks yeah. to Arma about it, and Arma says that, why not wait until... But then if he waits, uh, what if it, it becomes... Someone else might do it. Someone else might do it. Or and, he might die. Yeah, exactly. You know. Anyway, <laughs> she then asks him another question where she asks, out of all these productions, out of all the books... Why this one has gotten you wanting to do this? And he says how he misses in the olden days he that they just did films without um, uh, money or anything. They just yeah. did them. And actually, just for the sake of some people, especially your, your, your younger guys, in the early days of filming, especially in England, um, the people in, in the industry did it really cheaply. Hmm. They, they, they filmed on site a lot. Uh, they, some people work for a pittance, if anything, just to be in the movie. Uh, so the budgets were really, really low, but they didn't have the big scenes, sceneries, uh, sets, whatever, that they make in Hollywood. So in especially in England, yeah. Yeah. they had to do it really on a, on a shoestring budget. Yeah. Alf- and that's what he was used yeah. to. He started in England. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So Alfred wants to have, to have that creative freedom. To the, do what he likes. The choice of mm, yeah. doing the production without the... Um, the producers, the executive producers, hovering over his head like vultures. What are you doing here? How, how much are you spending on that? That sort of bullshit. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> stuff know. that we get, we get warped with these. Yeah, and, and, and that screwed up many movies over the years. Too many people telling the director what to do, or the DOP, or somebody else. Yeah, let them do their job to the best of their ability. Let them let the people involved collaborate with each other and get all the sticky beaks out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So moving on, so he eventually approaches these guys again, and they then finally say, "We are going to finance this movie ourselves." Okay, so he mortgages his house mm-hmm. and the swimming pool and swimming pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a bit of a joke. Yes. Now that he's gotten the approval to film on their their lot, lot. Yeah. So now he has to start casting. Uh, but wait a minute, there's something more to it. Okay. They said you're not going to use our people. 
yeah, our, our film crews, he had to use the same film crew that he used for Alfred Hitchcock Presents or whatever, you know, the, mm. the TV show. So his TV crew mm. were enlisted to make the movie because they, the, produ- the production company wouldn't, the studio wouldn't you know, give him the stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Mm. And not to mention, yeah. he had to approach the censor guys and you know what they're like. Oh, they said, yeah, yeah they said they didn't want nudity in it. Now it's yeah. a shower scene. That's going to be really and hard. And not to mention the toilet. Oh, yeah, but we're just going to the shower scene. She said, will she be nude? He she said, of course not. She'll be wearing a shower cap. <laughs> That's a really good line. I love it. Uh, he said, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't want to see the knife actually penetrating woman's fresh. her skin. So, they, so if anyone has seen the movie, the original movie, you'll see it's very, very carefully shot. So, yeah. Yeah, it's and very well done. So the other scene I mentioned, the toilet. the toilet, because no film back then ever shot a toilet, <laughs> unlike years later he, where we were, we can shoot you know, with he, a toilet. I'll show now. people sit on the bloody thing. You know? Yeah, <laughs> they make they try to try to make no, out that we're not no human. No other movie has ever needed to put a toilet. Why this one? And he said it was, it was part of the plot. It's Marion's trying to flush some. Uh, Pa- uh, ripped up papers down the toilet and when her sister comes around later on she finds one piece hasn't been flushed down and they realise Marion had been there. Mm. Yeah, and that was part of a clue in the, into yeah. their investigations. Yeah, mm. you may have heard me mention it last year, obviously. Yeah, anyway. So moving back moving, along. Moving back along. So, <laughs> so they finally got the... Um, to. They finally got everyone's okay and now they begin casting. They've So they've they went ahead and casted Anthony Perkins to play the role of Norman Bates. Yeah. And he's okay, and he says he has a few skeletons in his closet. Yes, and it's quite funny, you know, hmm. in this movie they described him, and it's pretty close, they wanted a guy who looked innocent mm-hmm. and a little bit immature and a bit naive, like a little boy next door guy who kept to himself. And I reckon he really carry that role quite nicely yeah. and all of a sudden the next scene is a homicidal maniac yeah, yeah, it's really weird so yeah. anyway um, Anthony says that he, when he was a little kid he was very close to his mum during, this is during um, a bit of a brief interview with um, with Alfred Hitchcock yeah. and he was told he was telling him about how he was close with his, with his mum but and, one, and he wished for his father to to drop dead, or and he something. did, and he did. Yeah, an attack or something. Or, yeah, yeah. So, and but, dear old Anf- and dear old Anthony feels a little a bit, bit guilty, uh, guilty about yeah. it. But yeah, we don't know how much credit, uh, how much credibility put on that. I haven't checked up. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Or Anthony not Perkins' uh, life history or anything, mm. but interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, as um, just so you guys know, um, Armour and Hitch they have to tighten their belts during the production, well, so well, they yeah. had to. Um, allow the gardeners to have a day, a few days off here yeah, and there on weekends. Yeah, yeah that's and stuff. driver yeah, not chauffeur on the weekends. Yeah, stop getting imported food in. Stuff yeah, like yeah, caviar yeah. or or chocolates. Yeah, instead of getting delivery from Paris, you get it from Pizza Hut. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. While they're gardening in the scene, he begins to um, meditate on who he should cast for Marion Crane. He first thought was Grace Kelly, but she was already married. Untouchable. She's married to yeah. Prince Rainier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, meaning she cannot be allowed to associate Ever. near the Hollywood. Yeah, no anymore. more movies. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he, she tries. Alma suggests, um, what's her name? Uh, who's the Irish actor? Oh, I can't remember now. Oh uh, no, she. Well, she was now. She was too oh, Irish. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Yeah. That someone said there's just too Irish. Yeah. That sort of stuff, yeah. They, they finally settled on. Janet Lee from Touch of Evil, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a Charlton Heston movie, I think. No, that was um, Orson Welles. Orson Welles, yeah. 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 Well, well, I don't know who else stars in no, that. No, I think Charlton Heston was oh, the actor okay, in it, okay, but Orson Welles made it. Okay, sorry. I didn't <laughs> yeah, know yeah. who stars in it. I no, I think Orson Welles made it, yeah, but I think Charlton Heston played a role. Actually, Charlton Heston, I think, played a Mexican. Oh, okay. Interesting, hey. <laughs> Funny. Mm. Anyway, um, they then meet her at a restaurant, and there she um is more excited about doing the role, and she has a few questions like she was a little concerned about the the nude, nude scene in the shower. <coughs> 
Sorry, guys. Only the necessary people would be there, the car park attendant, the mm. caterer, you know. Mm. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> but he explains that, that he's going to shoot from different angles, which would, would, would kind of cut away the um, necessary You nudity. won't see anything. You, yeah. I, I, you but, saw a slight side of a breast and everything else is slightly out of focus. Yeah. Like so you didn't see just anything. Just suggestion of nudity yeah. suggests violence. So your mind was filling the blanks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough to fill the blanks and enough to make the audience yeah. feel, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. Good. It was really well done. Yeah. So she's um, cool with this. And she even provided some interesting insight information on how her, to how she's developed the character and in yeah, her personality mind. personality profile she's developed on the character. Yeah. yeah. How she... Just... Yeah, so moving right along, they get into the um, studio and there he, um, he casts for the sister, um, Vera Miles. Was that right? Vera Miles, like, yeah. Did I say now, it right? Yeah. Yes, and they, um, Alfred um, is, well, he has her under contract and she's going to, this is probably one of her last movies she ever did with Hitch before the contract yeah. is done. Yes, yeah, yeah, they do, I believe they do contracts for so many movies. Hmm. Yeah, well, you're uh, t- uh, you're tied into us for yeah, next, so next three movies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah next we, three or f- yeah. or five years or something. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever comes to mind. Or three or five years, or or so many movies. And he calls her an, a thankless girl, whatever. Yeah, because it, she was going to make be the leading lady. Uh, Vertigo. Vertigo, and before, just before I started, she fell pregnant and decided. No, I won't do it. And mm. he wanted to put her in there and make a star out of her. And mm. she wanted to be a mom and a housewife. Mm. Yeah. It's nice, but yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, I mean. You do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if she's saying, yeah, 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 and then she falls pregnant. Well, your stuff, it does stuff up the producer director a little yeah. bit when you get pregnant. While this is mm. happening, Vera, I mean, not Vera, I mean, Alma is starting to be friending Whitfield for a bit throughout yeah. this movie. Well, they, well, they they knew each other anyway, but yeah. she helped him with his project. Yeah, his book. um book trying to make it into a screenplay, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So Alfred gets all his crew and cast together and gets them to do the an oath where they have to n- not say anything to the media or anyone around any, any about, friends about the um production, especially the storyline. And the climaxes or anything else because they want to be a total surprise when it hits the screen. Mm. And I love the bit, bit he adds at the end where he says, not even to the outgoing Going president. president Dwight Eisenhower. Oh. Yeah. Yes, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> I get the impression he didn't like Dwight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So while he's filming, he's doing a good job and everything. And let me see what happens next. He then suspects something between um, Armour and Wit, obviously. Yeah, he spent a lot more time with Wit doing things, and Wit's got this little holiday place up on the beach, mm. somewhere or other. Uh, h- hideaway, if that's the hideaway, word. Yeah, but up, up on the beach, some, mm. on the beach, and she's there spending a lot of time there writing, mm. and he hits the thing, and she's doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where Ed Gein gets in there. It comes out of the closet mm-hmm. in his head. And starts telling him to be suspicious <laughs> and everything else and starts to undermine his confidence in his wife. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, moving right along, of course, he as he's um working, of course, he then gets one-on-one time with, um, um, you know, um, Janet Lee. She drives him home in her mini car. Yeah, uh, Alfred's car, a chauffeur didn't show up. Yeah. yeah, and he offers, and she gives him some candy corn. Yeah. You know, uh, now, that I'll, was from her husband's dressing room, I now, think. Uh, no, Anthony's. No, Tony. She said Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, now, the funny part is, I'm an Australian, and I do I really not sure what candy corn is. I got a funny feeling <laughs> it's just some sort of small lollies or something or other. But um, so Anthony Perkins must have had a sweet tooth, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, um, because he's all, he's munching him in these. Maybe it was just a prop or something. No, it was in his room, and he he liked candy corn, and it was actually in the movie as well. So he might have a sweet. He might have had a sweet tooth back in those days. Might be. Bad for your teeth, guys, and your cholesterol and everything else. Yeah, yeah. and she then asks him about uh, what went on with Vera Miles because she, Vera Miles was befriending Jenna in in the behind the scenes in the um this movie, and 
she he talks about how um, Hitch gets really involved with his actors, especially the and trying to control and trying to control them too much. Mm. Interesting. Quite. Luckily for Janet, she, I don't. We don't see any controlling too much. No, actually, the funny part is, I think really the control part was the perception that Vera Miles had that. He's probably lost his temper about her saying, "Oh, I can't do the role now because I'm, I'm I'm pregnant. And I want I want to have a baby," mm. and he and and he and, he, and Hitch felt let down maybe, and he took it out on her mm. because later in the movie, Janet Lee said, "Well, I worked for Orson Welles on Touch of Evil," yeah. and Hitchcock was a gentleman compared to Orson Welles. Mm. So who knows? Yes, moving right along. So they they get to the shower scene, and Hitch is. Come, coming close to having a mental breakdown in this scene. Well, yeah, not had, really. Who's yeah, breaking? They had, they had a stand-in doing the stabbing scene. Yeah. Up like uh, Mrs. Uh, Nor- Bates. Uh, Mrs. Bates and, and the shadow effect, and he just couldn't get the aggro right. Yeah, she was screaming, but... Um, it doesn't he, feel real. Yeah. He yeah. then grabs the knife, and he then starts stabbing... You know, yeah. into it. Well, not at, at, at around her, her. Around her, <laughs> and venting his frustrations and, and and anger against things happening around him, suspecting yeah. infidelity and all the other good groovy yeah. things. And, he's, and yeah, he starts, and he's really scaring the crap out of Janet Lee. Yeah, in this scene, he um, every time he free kept um, seeing through his eyes the people he wants to stab. He, yeah, he'd like to stab his wife. And the, uh, he wants got, to stab the, the producer, the executive producers of Paramount Pictures. Yeah, the, the uh, guy from the censorship board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all those yeah. horrible people. Yeah. And, well, not uh, horrible people. And he was real scary. And he said, that's a wrap uh, at the end of it. And, and I think really, I, I'm not sure, I would say they might have kept some of that footage of her looks on the face and whatever. Because yeah, if he really lost his temper and looked like he was losing it, that would have been scarier than an actor sort of swinging a knife around. Didn't he really yeah. do that? I mean, I keep hearing rumours that, that he, after getting frustrated by the stunt man doing this scene, he just went ahead and did it just he to make have. a good scene out of it. Yeah, but like the, when you saw her face hmm. and her reaction... That could have been hits, and then you did the perspective, her perspective, looking through the shower curtain in that direction over there, seeing the shadowy figure. Well, then that, that would have been the other take when they got the uh, mm. the body double in there for Norman Bates. Yeah, true. Yeah, Mrs. Bates. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, cut, <laughs> cut, cut and paste it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm. moving on, um, then Alfred kind of he actually um, gets sick, and he gets yeah, from stress. Yeah, yeah, and so he ends up having, he has to stay at home. And while he's at home, chaos can, um, goes on down at the studio. Yeah, well, things were getting behind, about three days behind yeah. in the shoot. And actually, this is a far shoot, about two months, I think. Hmm. So, yeah, three days is a long time in, three, in, in two months. Yeah, yeah and, it, and they need the director on board so they know where to position the camera or stuff like so that. So, Alma decided to step in for him. Yeah, at first, ah, the producer's lovely. executive producer brought um, a film, a director who was working with Jerry Lewis at the and, time. And Dean Martin on a previous movie there. He said, and Alma. I don't think he could have cut it. Nope. No. No. It wasn't a comedy. No. No. As um, so Alma t- puts him in his place by saying, "Oh, in Hitchcock's productions, there's only one director." Yeah, no, mm. bugger off. No. Yeah, I almost wish a lot of directors could stand up for oh, yeah, that. Oh yeah, that's that's a problem. I mean, yeah, too I, many, I mean, too I often, many people involved. I often yeah. think that too many directors are treated like like the rest of the crew, like they're well, just hired the, to direct, do this. Directors are hired, mm. but you have to look at the whole point. Alfred Hitchcock was producing it. Paying his own money, mm. he was directing it. Mm. Ultimate say, mm. he wasn't being paid. Uh, pay, the production wasn't being paid for by the studio. True. So bugger off, studio. Let mm. the men create. Yeah, mm. I just wish more studios. I mean, would allow the directors no, to create. No, they don't because they're, they're funny. They got they got to watch the money, mm. which is a problem. Mm. Yes. However, bean counters, accountants, if you will. Haven't got any idea on how to make a film. Mm. So, they just know how to count to ten. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. All your accountants out there and being accountants, I'm really sorry, but you can't make films for to, to save your life. Let the directors 
and the, D, uh, the DAPs, everybody else make the film, and you sit back and rake the money in. Yes. Mm. So, moving right along. So, so eventually he um, discovers um, evidence that she's been hanging out with weird, and but he doesn't have any uh, clue, doesn't realise that they were just working They're together. They're collaborating on the, yeah. on, on the book. Mm. Yeah, and this upsets Armour to no degree when and tells him flat out that she has been nothing but supportive to in Hitch. Her, in his whole career. Yeah. She's, she celebrated with him when he was a success. She cried with him when he wasn't a success. She was, she's been there for him all these years, and when she wants to do something for herself, Self? yeah, he complains. Yeah, <laughs> bear in mind, she's also annoyed that she, while... Alfred's got very successful. She has never received any yeah, success. It, yeah, she got not, not, got not get, gotten any uh, recognition for her part in it. And she was a co-writer. Yeah, she was. And a co-director and everything and a lot of things you did. Yeah, she mm. was practically... Um, she actually even assisted in writing some yeah, script, no, rewriting did, and, 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 script. And so pretty much the every... I would say a majority, or lots of them anyway, uh, the films that Alfred Hitchcock produced... And had two heads and four hands. Mm, quite. Mm. Yeah, so Alfred feels rather ashamed now for what he did. Because he called, yes, he called his bluff and told him what she thought of him and his attitude. And, oh, I made yeah. a mistake here. <laughs> yeah. Then, speaking of mistakes, Alma goes to Wit's um, secret hideaway and she finds out he's not alone. He, he, he's having a bit of rumpty-bumpty with some young girl. Yeah. Yeah. And he tells her, do not tell my... He doesn't say, um, don't tell my wife. He, he says, don't tell Hitch. Yeah. That's why they keep calling him this movie, Hitch, or... That's his um, nickname that all the... Yeah, Hitch. Instead of saying Mr. Hitch, they just call me Hitch. Yes. My name is Michael Stevenson. I just call... My friends just call me Steve (laughs) or Mike, you know. Stevenson, too many syllables. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, that that collaboration is done. Dusted. Yeah, she walked away from uh, Bugalugs. Yeah. And... Whitby. And (laughs) when... um, Meanwhile, Hitch is um, screen testing his final cut of his film to a bunch of the the executives from the, from the studio, and it's um, it was poorly received. Ooh. And actually, uh, as Hitchcock used the phrase once or twice, it was still born, which means it was dead in the can. Yeah, mm. and his agent suggests we can make it a two-parter and, and, you know, and bang it into a uh, uh, into TV Alfred series. Hitchcock's yeah, yeah, yeah. presents whatever. Yeah, and he. And he but so Hitch- Al- Alma said, "No, we're going to get together. We're mm. going to finish this. Finish this film. We're going to recut it and everything else. And add a special mu- music score. And they argued about that, and Alma got her way. So it needed that. <coughs> get me a bit with the strings, but yeah. When yeah. They, yeah. And the, yeah, and you know, the problem is, what? No, that works there. But when they made that uh, that remake, that uh, what do you call it? T- um, yeah, I think I know. Fan, but not fan base, but yeah, the. Uh, I know which one you mean. That one with um, oh, Craigie. You don't have to explain it to the me. Dad. I know who uh, you talk about. They overused it. Hmm. The guys go, go walking down the stairs going, reek, 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 and doing something else, reek, reek. No, it's still being The guy's say, walking down the street. Reek, reek, reek. Yeah, so no, it was only supposed to be for the... Intense moments. The intense moments, yeah. They overdid it. Mm, so true. yeah, sometimes less is more. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, um, eventually they got they get all the cuts done. And I like the bit where Alma says, oh, you imp, you got nudity in there. <laughs> Well, she had an ample bosom or something. What do we say? Uh, he says her breasts were really large. It was tr- it trouble. It was tr- tr- It was kind of hard to not show them. Yeah, yeah. But they, it wasn't the front. It was like a bit of a silhouette of the shell of the side. But you know, just a hint enough to say, hey, she's not wearing a body stocking. She's yeah. not wearing a bikini. Mm-hmm. Not wearing pasties on the... Yeah, no, we won't go there. Anyway. Yeah, so they finished <laughs> it, and they present it to the censors, and the censors are horrified. Well, and they, they said... What, that, 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 it was a... They had two parts, the, lo- the love scene at the beginning, and... The, the bathroom shower scene. scene. Yeah. And, and, and Hitch had a word, okay, if you leave the bathroom scene as and it is... is. I'll, I invited the guy from the uh, 
the uh, yeah. the yeah the Sherlock office Sherlock office to uh, come and supervise the <laughs> refilling of Ming, a felt refilling of the bedroom scene in the beginning of the movie, and he would appreciate him coming there and appreciate his input. And he doesn't and I, show and I, up. And I, and, I, and I respect your position. And mm-hmm. He made the guy feel so inadequate the guy didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> and they then say, all right, thanks, everyone. Yeah, that's a wrap. A wrap. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, and no, this yeah. bit I like when he's walking away from the set talking to um, Janet Lee, saying that she was great in this and did a good job. And she heads into a trailer and then she screams. And, and then... Um, uh, the crew and Hitch approaches the trailer and Hitch says, um, I told Mrs. Bates that she could yeah, use your, your tra- dressing room. Yeah, and she, yeah, you had the, had the dummy of Mrs. <laughs> uh, Bates' skeleton face, whatever, sitting then in front of the mirror. Yeah, very good. I yeah. love it. Anyway. Yeah, the post have had a bit of a sense of humour. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. nice like that, sometimes nasty. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't so know. they got the approval from the Sherlock's office. Now it's time to the seal, lead yeah. the lambs to the slaughter. Oh, that's his and, term. Yeah, and the problem is then the, the studio said, we're going, we're going to give it to you, to our two, two theatres to release it in. And no premiere. And no promos, no premiere, no nothing. So he had to, they had to work out an advertising campaign to yeah. gee up interest yeah. in it. Yeah, a manual to how to sell, sell Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. So he... Um, Don't overdo this bit. Yeah, so he <laughs> written some... Um, go, um, an instruction Ma- manual. Peggy to write down the manual yeah. and sends it out to local theatres. The, the ones that we're going to put it on. Yeah. There's only and, two. Yeah, and <laughs> she, they then um, to- told that to get hired pen- special guards to handle any... Customers who, who might run who, amok. Run amok because of the content might uh, yeah. affect them a little bit. Yeah. And yet, but it, the whole point is, <coughs> his marketing campaign hmm. paid off. Yeah. Because from what I understand, when they, um, after that first opening, that first week or two, it realised a, a, a fantastic success. Hmm. And... I don't know whether it then got it went through lots of other theatres or what, but well, it did. You yeah. saw, you seen it when you were, say, a little yeah, kid. Yeah, you know, in Australia, it would have been a couple of years later. Okay, a couple of years know, later. Considering, <clears throat> considering, Psycho was made I think, in 1950 something or other. Uh, where what year was it? Um, okay. 1959, and I was born in 54. Mm. I didn't see it till I was about 10 years old. Okay, sorry. Um, so, so you must have sort of re. Um, it's, no, re- about five years re-watched. later in Australia when it's going around the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Mm. anyway, um, that, so the words got around that a lot of customers are ready to watch this pro- project, mm. and so Alma and Hitch and and Peggy arrived to watch. Sort of a premiere of it. Well, the first one. The first uh, one. Yeah, well, the first session in this theatre. And there was a queue at the front. Now, that could have been true. I don't know. Yeah. And so, they walked in there and yeah. they sat down. Yeah, Hitch, he doesn't He go, walked around a bit. He just um, watches from the special the cameraman's camera box. Yeah, yeah. box yeah, yeah. And out box, near yeah. the um, um, theatre egg the entrance. The doors where they go, yeah. And, and he, he gets listening to the music. Yeah. yeah he the, then, the music short. He gets, yeah, yeah, he gets yeah. to the bit where... The bathroom scene, and, the, and, and he does a bit of a sort like of conductor leader. Yeah, type yeah, leader yeah, yeah, yeah. type movements. He's flapping his arms around there. And he knew every frame, and everyone yeah. screamed at different levels, louder, louder, lower, louder, crescendo, lower. and then dead quiet. Yes, yeah. he's so pleased and it, with himself. And others were kind of exhausted. And, and after that, whoa, And yeah, by the time yeah. the movie's finished, it's finally left an impact and the his agent approaches it and says the, um, that the, it's an awesome success and all that. And just yeah. like we knew it would happen. Yeah, and yeah. The, the studio took credit for um, putting out another good film. Yeah. And they were the ones who thwarted him all the way yeah. along. Reporters mm. approached Dear Hitch and uh, Alma... Um, he then asks Alma to be part of his success, and he says to her, and he says, she says, uh, "This will be the the greatest film of your career." And he says, "Our career." And he then adds, "I'll never know a, I'll never know a, 
a Hitchcock blonde as beautiful as you. Yeah, see, they got over the rough, rough patch through this movie, yeah. Or at least in this movie, anyway. No, supposedly that they had. A, he did have. A, I was reading up in his bio. He did have a bit of a rough patch here and there. He did have his fancy about his leading ladies, yeah. but with all the stress he's under here financed this movie and stuff, yeah. he was on a lot of pressure and yeah. he was putting a strain on the marriage, yeah. possibly, yeah. So we cut to um, no. him um, outside his house and he's talking about how now that he's completed um, Psycho and it has made a national, has been a great success, he now has to go ahead and try to find a new production. But he's sure some will come along but soon. And then... A big crow comes along <laughs> and lands on his shoulder. Mm. And that's a hint, hint for Gee, birds. I wonder. And then he goes off and says, good evening, and then walks off to his apartment, his house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we flash to a title card at the end that says indicates that while Alfred never received an Oscar, he, he received later on in 1979, yeah, I think, special, um, a yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, 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 he did, yeah, somewhat. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it's such a shame he never received which an Oscar. Is, which is a shame because the man was very talented. Yeah, and this um, he then says, as he accepts it, that he this he dedicates this to his life and to his darling wife, Arma. Yeah, and a lovely. Who always supported him. The yeah. end. And oh, at, at, in the post credits, we see him doing his silhouette of him walking across the stage. Yeah, yeah. And makes me look skinny. Yeah, this movie was shot like 30 days, 36 days when I think about yeah. it. Yeah, short, a short, short shoot. And look, if you have a good director. A good script. I definitely good, good, a good basic script that people can get the teeth into instead of saying, what's this person's motivation? Oh, grow up. Mm. <laughs> Just go and do it. Read the script that's in there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, if, if you have people, you had good actors who know how to interpret a script, mm. and a lot of actors do, uh, and they go in there, they can film it pretty quick. You don't have to do, say, 10 shots and multi, mm. multi perspectives all the time. You can make mm. a clean couple of, couple of perspective changes. Mm. You can make a movie in less than a month, or the basic pro, uh, primary filming first, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and just do all your filming stuff uh, and the yeah. Atmos shots add them later. Yeah, they also released a TV movie about Hitchcock and his leading lady, Tippy, Tippy Hedron. Yeah. That was in uh, the girl. Called the girl, and that, that was the Toby something or other uh, yeah. played Hitchcock in that one. I don't. Toby did a good job, but I think um, yeah, uh, Anthony Hopkins plays a damn fine role. He's a good. Yeah, actor. I like. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Alfred Hitchcock. You know his filmmaking style and stuff and such. But I'm not really good. With, like I don't like his private life too much. No, look, the point is the man's a man. Uh, the, his wife's a lady. I mean, we've all got individual personalities. True. So, um, and, and, and his quirkiness made him what he was. He and saw true. The, he saw the world a bit differently, behaved a bit differently, yeah. and that showed his movies. He also mm. had his own set of mental disabilities. I read somewhere too. He, he, he didn't. Wasn't he? He was um, diagnosed with, um, um, what's it called? Hmm. Bipolar? No. Uh, schizophrenia? Uh, I think it's um, autism. Okay, it, might have been, it could have been very crazy. Well, yeah, some people, a lot of people are. Yeah, I mean, they've I, never been diagnosed. Yeah, mm. well, we've noticed in this movie, Alfred comes off as a, um, a very rude, abrupt man. Yeah. Like he does he he's he's either concentrating so hard on this production but he doesn't really respond to your questions. Yeah, it's just yeah. Just, I like to think that mm. it's because he's just he's just so focused on Well that's been a, a lot of autistic people like that. So yeah, he could well have been a high functioning autistic person who just got Happen to make good movies. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm just trying to figure what words to say here because I do not want to trash the guy because I really respect him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of too many things to say about that. I mean, it's, it's a biodrama. Yeah, I can't say, this, dude, the graphics are really yeah. good. The, um, um, another thing in this mm. movie, um, I think he mentioned how when he did TV, um, the Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Presents yeah, yeah. TV show, he says that that kind of destroyed his little bit of his credit. Yeah, they thought oh, you'd sold out to the movie industry and gone, gone uh, TV. TV. And you know where? 
Some of the best movies nowadays, I'm not knocking the mainstream guys, but there's a lot of good telly movies out there. True. And they're as good as the mainstream films going into theatres. Mm. And, and, and even now, with the virus last year, some of these really good movies are going straight to uh, direct streaming and different things, not even making the theatres. So, what's the difference? Mm, true. Yeah. yeah, it's time to get people to think about yeah, this sort of so, stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, they're going through a couple of things here, because I can't think of anything else to say, but... I did um, mention earlier that um, the bloke, the guy who wrote the book, uh, Rebe- Mr. Rebello, uh, he re- he uh, put some um, he wrote additional uncredited drafts and shifted the focus away from the Ed Gein part of it mm. and made it more on the uh, relationship <laughs> uh, with Hitchcock and his wife. Hmm. And but, yeah, so yeah, so he had a bit of Ed Gein in it, but not lots and lots yeah. and lots. Yeah. yeah, it's not about hmm. his story about how. It's about Hitchcock um, and his yeah. yeah. Although there is together. probably a lot hmm. of movies that meant that dabble with a bit of a dramatized dramatization yeah, yeah. of of Ed Gein's story, and it's pretty interesting. And I could see where they may have gotten their inspiration for each each of the movies I've seen, like not just Psycho, the Chainsaw Massacre yep. and the um Actually, and the uh um you know Science of Lambs. Yeah. You mentioned a comment that they made it in just over thirty days or something. Here it is. Thirty six days. Thirty six days. Uh, the principal photography for the film began on the thirteenth of April in Los Angeles. Okay. Right. And it was wrapped on the thirty first of May. Wow. After the completion of a scene set during Psychos New York City premiere, so, um, so yeah, um, it, uh, yeah, it was less than two months. Wow. Yeah, but it, but three days might have been days total. We're not mm. you know, didn't work weekends and stuff. Yeah, sure. um, Danny Elfman played the, did the film uh, score for really? this movie. Yeah, I heard of him. He was um, he did. Um, let me see. What did he do? Um, He's done a few things. Yeah, he even worked with um, Tim, Tim Burton. Yeah, too. he's been around. But he also did the film score for the other Psycho movie in 1998. Ooh. I think that was the one I was trying to think of before. With, um, oh, I just can't remember the names. <laughs> so, so, oh, you're looking at Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, didn't box office well, like I said earlier, but I think being a biodrama, it's really hard for biodramas to get people's juices going sometimes. So Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame. But the critical response was good. Hmm. I think that there yeah. was a comment hmm. on I read somewhere that people were disappointed that that it revealed too much of of the actual movies that Hitchcock was making. You know, dealing with with Psycho, like the the shower the, scene that's was. That's what the movie was about. Mm-hmm. It was about that period in his life was making Psycho. Yeah. What are you going to do? North by Northwest. Mm, true, <laughs> but <laughs> you got to admit that the the. Everyone knows the shower scene. I mean, not just yeah, but that was that they put them because everyone knows it. That the, that was one of the main parts of the movie. Yeah, and yeah, yes. if it's not not just because of it's been it's in it's in the movie, but it's it's been you know used as a bit of a interesting bit of filming in other movies too. Yeah, and copied. Yeah, copied. High anxiety. Hmm. And Mel Brooks. Yeah, and um, <laughs> on the Sim- shower and yeah. on the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 iconic in its own way. Yeah, yeah. it has played. Um, it's 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 an ongoing thing. Me- yeah, moment. And, and that's what the main part of me was. She was killed. That was the first kill in the shower. Leading lady's been topped after twenty minutes. Wow. Yeah. yeah and, and the way she was taken out. Yeah. Whoa, and you were yeah. fall. And the audience follows her, thinking that she's not going to get killed because obviously we're following she's a her around. Lady. <laughs> Nothing's sacred anymore. Look, it, look, it, the, the main stars mm-hmm. normally do not get killed off the movie. Now, think about it. Not very often. Mm-mm. I can only think of a couple of things. Okay. Uh, Frank Sinatra got killed off in the uh, volcano explosion in The Devil at 3 o'clock. Mm. He got blown up. He went back to save somebody who uh, was trapped on silent before it blew up and he, he died there. Um, Elvis Presley got killed in his first movies, and I can't remember, uh, Love Me Tender? I can't remember. Mm. His first movie, and later on, there's another one called Flaming Star. He went off to die. Mm. So it doesn't happen very often. No. Mm, interesting. I always thought that was very moving, that moment. Yeah, 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 it is. Anyway, um, like I said, reception, most of the uh, critics liked it. 
I know I liked it. So, see, the critics like it, but didn't box office good. But I've often wondered how it went when it hit went television stre- uh, streaming, video sales, DVD sales. So, yeah, I haven't got figures for that. I mean, mm. it's a good movie. It's a good watch. And anybody who likes biodramas about people they know. Creative people. Creative people. Especially, like, I mean, if they did one on Hitchcock, which they did, yeah, I would watch it. They did one on... If they did one on George Lucas, I'd probably watch it. If they did one on Steven Spielberg, I'd probably watch it. Just for the sake of saying, hey, wow, these guys started off rough and ready like everybody else and look what they achieved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. now that I'm looking into um, bio biographies of about filmmakers, I'm trying to figure out how, what did they what were they experienced when they first started? Yeah. Most of them started off just like the rest of us, independent yeah, in, yeah. on our own. No money. No money. Well, George Lucas started at the bottom like everybody else. Look at him now. I mean, yeah. And, yeah. And a very um, I don't know who it was. I read somewhere a long time ago and uh, it wasn't George Lucas, it could have been Spielberg or somebody else, actually went to a production company and found an empty office and set up shop in the empty office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and started just being there, mm. and that's how he got his leg in the door. Yeah, because people thought he was part, yeah. of, one of, the, part of it. One yeah. of the books I've been reading is Tim Burton, and I got that just yesterday, yeah. and it's really a good, interesting read, especially the fact that he started when he was um, studying to be a film animator. He, animator? yeah, his first yeah. job was working for Disney, and okay. for a time. He couldn't get um, them interested in most of his illustrations. Yeah, he's a bit weird. I mean, because they're very dark and very Well, not moody. before Christmas and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Well, this was before. Yeah, but that sort of stuff. The they, yeah, they, the dark, they, they were looking for family sort of thing. Yeah, and they, they thought they wanted a bit lighter. they were looking for cheerful, light, yeah. co- colourful, you know, nothing with uh, too much darkness. No, yeah, but, yeah, but later on they would have liked that sort of stuff. It was making yeah. money. <coughs> yeah, what, Night yeah. Before Christmas, yeah, Corpse but... Bride and stuff. Good stuff. I don't know if Corpse Bride was either Disney's or... No, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. But they would have liked the money they made out of those. Yeah, <laughs> if only they could have... Um... But then again, maybe it was not the right time, obviously. Well, it, 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 see, Disney Studios... Now, I'm not 100% sure on this. <laughs> the main Disney Studios, I think it's Vista... They concentrated on making movies of a particular standard, fitting a particular genre and content and whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be action, could be whatever, Western, whatever they want to be, but they had to fit the guidelines. Now, mm. I think Touchstone, I think, is a branch of theirs. Mm. Touchstone. And anything which didn't quite fit that criteria would be relegated off the other production company. Mm. Uh, and if it didn't fit the criteria for either of those companies, they just wouldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, they got their guidelines and they stuck to them. But maybe and then they take on movies later on, which go, why the hell did they do that? Mm. Yeah, and and they uh, sometimes they succeed and sometimes they go. Yeah, I often heard that <laughs> that too. Yeah. Anyway, look, I'm, I'm not going to say too much about um, anything more. I mean, I can't talk about costumes and set design and graphic design and blah blah. Uh, it's a drama. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't. I mean, yeah. I know it sounds boring, but it's pretty interesting, no, it's especially. It's, it's a good if you like to find out about people like this, and it's a good story, and a bit of a bit of lightheartedness, a bit of levity in it, but it gives you an idea, a look, a look inside the life of a filmmaker, not Ed Wood, a real one, and um, and see what he went through trying to get a project off the ground and completed. And all the shit he went through. Well, no, that's not a bad word. He did. He went through a lot of crap. Uh, he, well, had, he had he had he was thwarted. They say tried to stop him at the beginning, and nobody wanted to finance. He wanted, nobody wanted to cooperate. Couldn't get that. Couldn't get the theaters. Couldn't get everything was stopping him from making. And it was his best movie. I'm, I'm still amazed that <laughs> it was still a mainstream movie. I mean, well, yeah, they're going to release in two small theaters somewhere, and then then ooh. We made a mistake. It's a good movie. Let's let it loose on all the other theaters. Mm, I just mean yeah. that. It's it's just amazing that yeah, yeah. it just turned into a very oh. big, um, well-known movie. Unlike in, unlike Ed Wood's we and reviewed. You, and you know what? I, you know what? I think actually sold the movie. What? Hitchcock sales pitch. Ah, good. They made it like it's going to be really scary and blah blah blah. You know, all these rules. The sales kit. 
and then people went there and saw it. Wow. And they told all their friends about it. It was taboo. It's going to be scary. Let's go and see it. I thought yeah, he, yeah, when we yeah. look at the tr- yeah. um, trailer for it, it was yeah. pretty interesting, where he just walks around the set, talks yeah. a bit about the story, but doesn't let on any yeah. any fine details about no. whom does, does what to whom. Yeah, who's doing what to whom. No, no, no. And, and then, uh, of course, at the end, we find out Ver- Verna Mars becomes the screaming girl in the bathroom. Yeah, she did, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did, yeah, that's right. Uh, didn't you say it was? No, you said Vera Miles was screaming girl. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she, but she wasn't in the bathroom. So anyway. Yeah, she just, yeah, she just <laughs> wore a dark, or not really, actually. I she wonder wore if that was the, that last bit of filming they mentioned. Hmm. Maybe. They wanted to get that thing happening for the trail and maybe Janet Lee wasn't available, so yeah. they bugged her in there. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I've yeah. watched a lot of trailers mm. of the actual Hitchcock. That's right, because, yeah. And, he, yeah, were most, miles, yeah. and most mm. of the time, it's more of a, a one-on-one, a, a, an interview with Alfred yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time. Yeah. He just talks to a you. A monologue or something. And or he, <laughs> he goes yeah. into details, maybe off the subject here and there. But talks about mothers and, and sons and stuff, yeah. And builds up his suspense that way. Yeah. Anyway... I'm going to call it quits on this one. I'm going to... Look, biodramas, not the same as a sci-fi or a slasher. Yeah, I just want to... Own, own um, genre, I'm going to give it nine and I just want to bring really um, you guys some actual filmmakers who made horrors and, and, and sci-fi stuff just to get your, yeah, your, yeah. you guys to take an interest in the actual filmmakers yeah. who have inspired over the years. Yeah. So we, we, we do like the filmmakers as well as the films, okay? Yeah. So we might do a couple of these again. Um, we might do, even if we can't get a biodrama, we might review, well, let's say for our sake, we do George <laughs> Lucas or Spielberg and talk about movies they've made instead mm. of reviewing a movie. But we, we haven't discussed that just yet. But yeah. We'll, yeah, so how mm. do you rate this movie? Well, I'd like a nine and a half to ten, but I mean, I can't knock it by anything. Hmm. I, no, no, I will knock it by a little bit. I mean, it... It's nine. I'll give it nine and a half only because it's not one hundred percent accurate, mm. but mm-hmm. it's a good insight into the man and his life. Well, as I say often yeah. say in the past, yeah. guys, yeah. do not always believe everything, everything you see, see on the movie, especially but, if it's a bio drama. Yeah, I would, I would movie. rather see a, a little bit more closer to reality. I get a lot of people yeah. talking to me saying, "This happens in this movie. This must have happened in real yeah, life." It doesn't offer this, and, and that's I'm only taking five point half a percent away, a half a point away, because they didn't take the time to put a bit more reality yeah. into it. I then read, show, show the real man. Yeah. yeah I yeah. then read um, something that happened on Wikipedia or or on IMDB, yeah, yeah. and they give me um, a little bit of a clip note saying this is, it didn't happen like this, it happened like that. Yeah, but even Wikipedia and IMDB, someone's comments, and, and they're not even accurate. Yeah, even yeah. in most movies, they say um, this movie is... Um, Based off true events, but we dramatized it for your yeah, viewing pleasure. Exactly right, but you you have to look at something here. Some let's say well Wikipedia especially, and I don't know much much about IMBD. I don't use it, but Wikipedia, I could go in there and put comments in. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. from my perspective, what I believe to be true. Okay. 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 It might be inaccurate because mm. I I was looking at something some a couple of years ago. I was trying to find some information on a song. Uh, it was Mammy Blue, uh, performed by a guy called Joel Dade. He's a French guy. Um, I went onto one site and they said, oh, the guy singing the song is Joe Cocker, who's an English guy. It, Joe Cocker never sang this song. Someone made a mistake. And that wasn't, what that site wasn't, a little bit accurate, it was totally wrong. I'll give it zero accuracy because yeah. it was wrong. It was totally wrong. So, yeah, you can't go by everything it's written. You look at multiple sites, and if there's a consensus of information there, yeah, general, consensus, general consensus says that's a fact, that's a fact there, that's a fact. Same fact keeps showing up. It might be close to the truth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think um, I would definitely dub, uh, definitely would say um, this movie is 10 out, 10, yeah. 10 out of 10 for me. But anyway, I was going to say one thing. It is available on eBay and Amazon. Um, through um, Amazon, you can rent or buy it. Uh, and you can buy uh, through eBay. I couldn't find a lot of listings on Amazon to... 
I think I found some uh, an eBay I had to go down for this because when you put in the word Hitchcock and a date it brings up all Alfred Hitchcock movies and packs of movies and stuff as well so you got to dig deep to look for them they are there um, but I'd suggest if you're not really sure go to your local video store uh, see if you can stream a copy from Amazon whatever and um, have a look mm. good movie yeah, so that's about it for us tonight. So is there anything you want to add, Mike? Uh, one thing. What? Anthony Hopkins rules. He's a very good actor. Mm. And I certainly like the um, how they put together the makeup job for him. Oh, he, lo- he, look, he, he doesn't look like Alfred Hitchcock. But when he's doing his impersonation of Alfred Hitchcock, his attitude, the way he talks... Um, He's made a very good attempt at capturing Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. Yeah. Take, I mean, takes but one to know. But he's he... a very, very fine actor. I've always liked Anthony. That, yeah. Considering Anthony knew him from. Well, he did. Life. Yeah. Well, he might, he might have. Uh, that might. He might have borrowed some of his uh, memories. Oh, he's a bit like that. So I'll bring it into my interpretation of him. Yeah. Walk in the, he, the way he walks. Yeah. I mean, he was a portly man. He would have to walk. Of his shoulders back a bit and get his balance right and different things and yes, but he copied quite well I think. Anyway, irrespective, let irrespective. Oh, stop saying irrespective. I can't help it. <laughs> anyway, gotta go. I'm just doing whistling the. I'm just whistling the theme from Alfred Hitchcock. I can find it if you like, and you can add it to the podcast. No, no, we'd be um, we have to set um, pay a. Sort of uh, movie um, rights. Wouldn't it be public domain by now? Public, well, maybe, but look, <laughs> we would still have to pay something. No, it's public domain. That's what I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, let's go. Yes. So, um, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Slayers podcast, folks. And Sarah, hopefully, will be over the flu by the next podcast, so we'll be able to hear it better. All right. Thanks very <laughs> much, for guys, for uh, listening. So, we'll yeah. talk to these guys all soon, hopefully. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.